North Melbourne are through to a grand final, Was How are you feeling? I'm very excited. Yes? Yes. That is awesome. And I, I'm confident. I I'm actually really be. confident. Yes, they're playing great. They've peaked at the right time, it And seems. I just see – I've watched and I see the system that they play, which even for, for the men's teams, I don't see many systems. It's, no. But there's a, it's a clear standout for me, and if it goes right, they win. Well, to talk to us all about it and to preview it, uh, we're looking forward to it. Sunday afternoon it is. Well, we, we're thanking Channel 7, the ABC, and all, well, she's an absolute superstar with what she does, and that's Sam Lane. G'day, Sam! Hello, Jack, and, and Joel and Was. I'm, I'm very happy to be here. That's the that's a, probably the warmest welcome I've had for a very long time, and I'm looking out a window hearing you talk about your weather. I've got a storm pouring down on me, so I reckon we're all in the same boat. So what better thing to do than talk about the upcoming Women's Grand Final, hey? Well, it is, it is. And you're actually the first ever um, father-daughter team we've had on. We had um, your dad, Tim, on earlier this year talking about the Tassie, you know, the Hobart footy club that's come into the competition as well. So this is magnificent uh, that you've joined us. It got a good track record with a, a couple of lanes then. And uh, when you were talking about Nico Hearn and Matt Keenan coming up, I had a smile because I've, I've met both of them in my travels. They're both such great guys. So, um, yeah, um, yeah, sounds like you've got a really good show. I'm chuffed to be on. Well, you're at the very top. That's absolute. So tell us uh, this weekend, Grand Final, how excited are you? And, and uh, yeah. what's, what's the vibe been like this week? It's been, it's been great so far, I feel. For sure, yeah. Well, a little bit like the men's, I guess it, it kicks off Grand Final week with the with the old, you know, red carpet affair. In women's, it's the coral carpet. And um, I was there in in Melbourne on Monday night for the AFLW Awards. It's quite different. Like you know, I mean, there is a little bit of carry on at the Brownlow, but I think it's you know a pretty formal function. Um, there is definitely a more relaxed vibe um, at the women's um, best and fairest for the league. Um, but it was a terrific night. The only thing is I know was is going to be upset because Jasmine Garner, mm-hmm. the North Melbourne star, who was so um, you know heavily tipped to finally win because she's been overlooked a few years now by the umpires to, despite being so good, um, she missed out to Monconti. Um, but yeah, that was just the beginning of a, a very, very exciting week ahead. And I think it's great actually that the, the grand final is going to be returning to, to Melbourne because um, it's been in Queensland and Adelaide for the five grand finals before now. Sam, as was here, you did just mention there that the grand final is in Melbourne. Is there surprises that it wasn't? It? I mean, I don't think Marvel was available, but um, it's sold yeah. out. Um, it probably could have gone somewhere else, maybe. Yeah, look, um, yeah, it, I'm not surprised it's sold out. I think it, you know, yet again kind of shows the appetite when there's enough time with giving people notice of when a game is on. I, you know, I have been a bit critical over the years of the fact that I, I think people really want to go to women's footy. The problem is a bit about, you know, letting people know when it's on and where it's on and giving them a bit of notice because we've all got stuff going on in our lives. I think when you know it's a grand final, you know it's in Melbourne, you know it's on Sunday, it's at 2.30, all they had to do was release the tickets and it was within the space of one day that they sold 1,300, uh, sorry, 13,000 tickets mm-hmm. on the spot and there'll be a second release um, on Friday. So if you're still keen and, and want to try and get there, um, you know, tr- try and snap them up and, 
and be there. Um, as for the bigger venue, um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I, Marvel would have been the next step, wouldn't it, um, with probably double the seating capacity. Um, and I am always talking about wanting to get AFLW in the in the biggest and best places. I think what the AFL has done is really prioritise atmosphere and wanting um, games to feel really good for spectators. And let's face it, like it, sometimes it doesn't matter how many are in there if they're making a lot of noise and it feels full, like it feels really good. And no one really likes sitting in a stadium where you know all you can see is empty um, seats, and that doesn't look as good on telly. But I think there's a legitimate case that um, if if the Adelaide Oval packed out to the capacity that it did a few years ago with over 50,000 people. Um, maybe Melbourne could have, you know, put out a really good crowd um, if it had been at Marvel, but that's not available for various reasons. And so they won't be moving um, this this game. What it will mean is that um, the old Princess Park, which certainly Carlton fans know and love very, very well, um, will be brimming for, which, which that is a really positive thing. Yeah, it should be great. And what's your role for the day? I am turning up and just watching oh, for the oh, first time. Really? I know. Yes, yes. Oh. Um, so I'm going to be there making as much noise as anyone, I reckon, <laughs> um, just from the grandstands. Why is that? You're, you're the best in the business. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll probably save that conversation for another time. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, there are you know there are all sorts of factors in in any given um, you know permutation and and whatnot. But um, yeah, I'll just be there and soaking it up with some some friends, and then doing um, an ABC podcast with Shani Norda, who's my um, partner in crime, um, every Monday when we do our AFLW wrap. And Sam, it's Joel here, just shifting our attention towards the game. Um, Brisbane have been there, done that. They've, they've played in a few grand finals. They've won a premiership, but North Melbourne, on the other hand, haven't. What Can you just give us an insight into both of the uh, camps heading into this big game? Yeah, sure. That's um, that's a really neat summary, and it, it, in many ways it is as simple as that. No club in the AFLW who's been has been in a grand final more than Brisbane. They're setting a new record by um, making this one. That will be their fifth. Um, uh, the thing I'd put on that, though, is that they only have one flag to show for it. Uh, the Adelaide Footy Club, who, like Brisbane, had been in four until this year, have three premierships to show for for their high hit rate of being in grand finals. So um, you might say, well, we all say that Brisbane is a heavyweight of the competition, but have they really delivered as much as they would like to on grand final day? Definitely not. And they last lost a grand final just last year. Um, In fact, it's almost a year to the day. Um, They went down to the Melbourne Foot Club on their home deck. That really stung for them. It was a four-point loss. So Brisbane... (laughs) Brisbane, um, you know, turn up um, with that very, very salty, you know, in the wound that it left. North Melbourne, on the other hand, um, joined the competition a couple of years later than Brisbane. They were in the first round round of expansion teams into the AFLW. Um, They've had, you know, an interesting um, sometimes up, sometimes down build to get to the point that they are now. But there's no doubt that 
that for the last couple of seasons there's they've very much been in the mix um, at, at the finals time of this season um, but they haven't been able to beat the best sides and so they are going to be arriving on Sunday as grand final debutants. Um, however they've got three or four players within their team including their incredible captain Emma Carney who have played in grand finals and even winning grand finals before so they're not entirely green um, but by comparison to the Brisbane Lions who have been in there and done that so many times um, they are pretty green in saying that I reckon there is that factor in Brisbane's mind of God we've got to do this like how many times can you turn up to a grand final and come off second best mm-hmm. you know um, they will be hell bent on um, claiming their second flag but they're going to get a, a mighty fight from North who just really in this very final series have unlocked something that they weren't able to do before and that was to beat the team above them. Um, If you consider like in round 8, 9 and 10 of this home and away season North lost to Melbourne, Adelaide and the Lions and then everyone was kind of saying well good on you North you're going to just bow out again kind of thing Um, you can't beat those teams above you but then in finals week 1 they beat Melbourne by 41 points. It was like this was a major major milestone in the minds of the North Melbourne players and then in week 2 like in an ultimate kind of nail they beat Adelaide and that was huge um, by one point and that's how you know they've they've landed up where they are and so the missing piece of that puzzle if um, people are following that um, very neat little um, sequence of events the missing piece of that puzzle is for them to beat Brisbane and they've got that opportunity in a couple of days time. Oh, we'll just tie it up in a little bow, wouldn't it? Um, what about, uh, I know you're, you're in the grandstands, unfortunately, but uh, Dakota Davidson, is she going to join you or will she be on the field? Oh, God. Well, you know, it, part of me would love to be sitting there with Dakota enjoying the game, but um, as a lover of AFLW and footy in general, I want the best players to be doing their thing um, in their, in their you know, full health um, on the biggest stages. And there isn't a player, I don't think, that um, loves a stage more than Dakota Davidson. Um, she, you know, she's, for those who haven't seen Dakota play, she's one of the best celebrators of a goal, mark, just a moment. Like, Dakota just celebrates everything. Equally, when things don't go wrong, she's the one that uh, go right. She'll be the one that's kind of, you know, really letting people know. She's a very kind of colourful... Um, and captivating player but she injured her knee um, at the game that um, I was at last weekend. Um, I was quite fearful that she'd done an ACL um, the Brisbane Lions have, have released a statement in recent days saying that um, she was cleared of serious damage so it's probably um, still a bit of a watch and wait and no one will be certain that she is playing, um, certainly not people like me who are always a little bit sceptical until they actually see her um, on the field taking her position but if she does that she is the figurehead of Brisbane's um, attack and she's kicked the most goals she's just played game 50 she's at the peak of her powers in terms of a young career but um, I I really hope that she she puts it out there and, and gets out there Can Brisbane still win without her? Oh that's it's 
in what will be a close game, I, my answer is still yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason for that, I was having a look back at some of the recent score lines of AFLW Grand Finals because, to my memory, they'd been very, very low scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, Brisbane and Melbourne just kicked two goals each, and and Melbourne ended up winning two goals seven to Brisbane two goals three. Um, so I, when I went through it, like I, more than half of the Grand Finals that we've had in AFLW, and there have only been six because we missed one in. 2020 because of COVID, um, more than half of them have been um, the, the the winning side has only kicked four goals. So take out the key forward, can Brisbane still kick four goals? They absolutely can. They've got the likes of um, Shannon Campbell, who Craig Stasevich likes to swing into attack. Um, it's a great party trick that usually comes off and usually actually wins them games from behind. But they've got Courtney Hodder, They've got um, Olero Dwyer, who is a brilliant winger who can kick goals. Uh, they have uh, Sophie Conway, who also really bobs up and is is very dangerous. They've got midfielders who can kick goals. So I think Brisbane can kick enough goals. I guess it would be if you figure taking out your, your key player, your centrepiece. Imagine, you know, in a Lance Franklin context, taking out Lance from a team that has had Buddy all year. There is a bit of adjustment there. But can they do it? I reckon they could. I do actually think she'll play, though. Um, and then in terms of North Melbourne and them getting their score on the board, um, I mean, we could we could talk to Wazzy because um, if he's been following his, his ruse. Um, Talia Randall was just, I mean, she's your leading goal kicker anyway, but she's just hit some, like, brilliant form. She's such a good mark. And yep. she kicked some goals um, on the weekend to get them into the grand final that I just, you know, you could really visibly sense her confidence lifting. I think both our forwards, our key forwards are, are playing really good footy at the moment, combining with the on-ballers and, and also our, our two key defenders are, are pillars as well. So Yeah, it should be a really got great contest. Like when you think about it, I think um, someone made the comment, we've got you know, we've got the two best teams in it. Um, Matthew Clark, for Adelaide coach, and they, you know, bowed out. He sort of said, well, yep, they've both beaten us, um, even if by um, a small margin. So, yep, you kind of got to hand it to them. And, yeah, that's always, um, no matter what kind of competition or even sport you're in, um, that's what you want in your grand final. I'm, I'm genuinely excited about watching them go head-to-head. Yeah, so it should be exciting. Before we get to a tip, though, Sam, I uh, just want to get touch on um, Moncon for a second and well she went in the best and fairest uh, on Monday night it was a it was a great count she absolutely dominated dominated it and uh, it was fantastic to see but gosh she is putting on a resume that few rival absolutely um, it was great to see her win it because um, everyone knows Mon Conti is so talented but I guess these awards um, that exist you know they really do cement it don't they um, for a player um, the great Erin Phillips was there and um, you know involved and recognised on the night um, she's won two of those AFLW awards yet to be named um, let's make that happen please soon um, <laughs> but, but Mon Conti missed out last year um, she was heavily heavily tipped and, and narrowly missed out. Um, so it's great to see her um, also just, I guess, not get down in the dumps about that or think, gosh, what do I have to do? Like, I mean, she's just, she's an absolute jet. Um, she, I think she blows us all away um, with her skills, with her fitness. And um, incredibly, she is still um, managing to do that and play really high-level basketball. So, again, following the lead of Erin Phillips, 
Olympics, um, albeit doing them both at once. Erin left basketball eventually to um, to to play Aussie rules, but um, Mon Conti is still doing both. And um, God, if you're Richmond Doro basketball team, you can hardly stand in her way, can you? Because you, <laughs> you want her <laughs> playing on your team. Absolutely, <laughs> that's right, isn't it? I don't know what else she can, can. Can she fit cricket in or something or soccer or you know? Can, <laughs> I'm sure she can play for the Matildas. Oh, the the, um, the Melbourne Boomers and the Tigers might rule the line at that. I reckon it would be at various so. points. It might be slightly uncomfortable for for both parties because you know you don't want your your prized possession to get injured. No. Um, anyway, but uh, no, it was terrific reward for effort, um, and it's been good to see Mon Conti grow in every sense. Um, yeah, she's a she's a brilliant, brilliant player. Yes, she is now. Oh, sorry to keep you keep you up. Uh, I thought we were going to go for ten minutes, but uh, we're having too much fun. Uh, your I'm tip, Sam, for Sunday. Uh, who wins it? Yeah. Oh, and I don't want to like put the moz on was, but was I'm going to go for Brisbane. Um, huh. I I just think on the day, on the occasion, and when it gets tight. They're going to be the ones that um, I think would be able to, you know, change a, a, a style of play to be able to hold their medal. Anything that is required um, in what I really think will be a very tight match. Um, I really love how they've got a number of players who can break the lines, um, and 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 the fact that they have that versatility um, with Shannon Campbell being able to just come forward. They've got so much confidence in their system. They haven't excellent coach in Craig Stasevich and they've had the practice on this um, big stage. If they hadn't lost last year's grand final, I might I might tip north. I don't know. Like I really think in some ways that their loss last year um, doubly propels them this year. I think it'll be really, really close, um, but I will tip the Brisbane Lions by less than a goal. Oh, you dagger in the heart, Walt. <laughs> yeah, bit deflated. <laughs> we'll try and bounce it back up, Sam. Uh, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for giving us some of your time. Absolute thrill uh, chatting to you, Sam. Uh, hopefully, have, I mean, even though you're on the bench, uh, you know, you're in the grandstand. Hopefully, have a great day, uh, nonetheless. And um, really appreciate you giving us some of your time. I'll be having a ripper, and um, yeah, you enjoy it too. Thanks so much for the talk. Not a problem. Thanks, Thanks Sam. Sam. Fantastic, Sam Lane there, uh, Channel Seven boundary rider and ABC correspondent for AFLW.